0: Till shade is gone.
1: Till water is gone.
0: Into the shadow with teeth bared.
1: Screaming defiance with the last breath.
0: To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day.
1: By my honor and the light.
0: My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart.
1: Until the last day. Tushail Ghul itself. itself.
0: This is a Dagger for Sight Blinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts
1: Sarah Lucas
0: and Adam Tricola.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Dagger for Sight Blinder. May you find shade this day. Adam, how are you?
0: I doing pretty well. I, I think I found some shade already today, so...
1: your own shade i'm not sharing
0: it's it's already a good day well yeah that's fine you don't have to be hospitable but i already have my own so we're good we're good awesome i I wouldn't have counted on you being hospitable anyways rude (laughs) of you not being hospitable agreed yeah yeah
1: all right uh so this is (laughs) this is our second official episode um are you excited? It is.
0: Um, yeah, as excited as, as is warranted, <laughs> which means nothing, actually. Uh, I am excited, though. This is this is fun. And we have a ton of progress that we've made on a lot of stuff. And by we, I mean mostly you and all of the various uh, forces that you've marshaled to help. Uh, so we, we have a Discord server now, mm-hmm. folks. So in the show notes, you can find a link to that. And we'll we'll have more awesome changes to that. Actually, we're setting up a whole spoiler thing, and by we I mean Sarah and her, the, her various forces that she's marshaled to help. And <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 been really. It, it, there's a lot of really cool stuff coming, but there's mm-hmm. also, guys. Uh, one thing I do want to point out is we are helped an inordinate amount or a disproportionate amount, I should say early on, if people are doing things like uh, going onto Podbean specifically to that website and like just start, all you have to have is like a Google, all you have to have is a Google email address and mm-hmm. they, uh, you already have an account with Podbean essentially. So you just sign in through Gmail, through your Google, and then all you have to do if you hit the follow button on our site, uh, on, on this podcast, that will help us a ton because we kind of want to get to the point where we're visible. When, if someone searches wheel of time, we mm-hmm. want our thumbnail and everything to show up there. So that is that like right now is when we be benefit most from it because uh, once we get up to like 40-ish followers, we'll be right at the, we'll be right in the mix with all the other top-ish podcast for wheel of time and then we'll we'll just get more visibility which which is super nice
1: yeah and actually you don't even need to make an account you can just follow um if you want to be extra lazy you get a random generated you know username so i won't we won't know who you are but it still counts
0: oh that's fancy yeah i've I've Mm -hmm. seen those random word
1: yeah that's what it is it's just people that haven't created an account
0: that's fantastic yeah so so you can do that if if you want to have notifications when we get news or when we get a new episode out and everything if you head down to the discord server which for those of you who don't know what a discord server is i realize that in the game that sarah and i are like coming from discord is a very common occurrence discord is just uh it's, it's essentially just a big chat room. It, it's a way mm-hmm. to, it, it's kind of like our, going to be our landing pad for where, where people come to hang out and discuss the books, discuss the show and everything. But we're, and we'll have more of this in the future, but we're, we're already setting it up so that if you, if you join that Discord server and you click, all you have to do is just click like a reaction button. You just click the one button on the rules and info button uh, or channel all you have to do you hit one and then you'll get notifications in discord whenever there's a new podcast out so uh, you can do that come come join discord come join us on on uh, podbean and then eventually we might be going live and stuff we'll, we'll give you more news about that that'll be that'll be fantastic mm-hmm. to yeah uh, that, that'll be really cool so then we can we can get more people involved there and we need follows and all that, I'm sure. So I guess the one other thing that I'll ask for, guys, is if you can give us reviews. And I think, I don't know if we're quite on iTunes yet. Maybe by the time this is released, we'll be on. But giving us reviews early on, a a five-star review, goes a long way toward visibility as well on iTunes and on any other podcast site that you might find us on. So even if it's just like, I liked it five stars. That's going to help us a huge amount, a disproportionate amount for the success of this channel. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hopefully we're on there by the time this comes out. I've nudged them.
0: I thought that was funny. Actually, you were like, <laughs> they're not responding and yeah. I'm, I'm getting tired, tired of waiting.
1: <laughs> I don't want to wait.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll be there. I know we're on Spotify already. So We're, we're slowly, we're on Google podcasts too, by the way. So we're slowly, you know, making our way out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, One thing I've noticed when I was searching, there are a few other podcasts that are starting up as well. People Mm -hmm. also trying to take advantage and we need to elbow them aside (laughs) and, and take, take primacy in, uh, in number of views and stuff. So, you know, just give us a chance, guys, give us the opportunity For everyone to see us uh, we would appreciate it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so that being said maybe I I don't know so what what are some of the things you want to talk about today Sarah what are what are some awesome highlights
1: um so I think we need to touch on the teasers the teaser trailers for the show a little bit and just Mm -hmm. if you've noticed i you're gonna know more about this than me obviously if you've noticed anything that's different uh, anything that's uh quote-unquote controversial um i would love to know even if it's a spoiler for myself that's fine um and yeah in the the next part of the books of in the eye of the world that i want to touch on we will be arriving at shadar Logoth. so yeah yeah we and like this was I realize I say this every episode this part of the book really hooked me. <laughs> I think I've been hooked about five times by now yeah. um so I, I have lots of thoughts lots of thoughts we can get into it later on
0: good I think yeah there's there's a lot a lot going on obviously in this in this section there's I'm excited to talk about it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think there, there's one, there is absolutely one part of, the, there's one of the teaser trailers that I hadn't seen and it didn't actually have a ton of views, but I there's definitely something as a fan, I, I was, I, they, they mentioned that the dragon reborn could mm-hmm. be, uh, they don't know if it's gonna be a male or a female. So we're gonna talk about what the, the deal is with that. Uh, we're going to talk about, <clears throat> I want to talk about the dagger and stuff in Shatter Logoth. That should be an interesting part. And yeah, I, it's, it's fun. Things are starting to spice up a little bit. We finally see the first real fighting in Wheel of Time in, in this segment of the book yeah. discussion.
1: Yeah. So it should be good. I'm excited. You want to get into it?
0: If we must, if we have to. I mean, if we don't have to, but we probably should. Sounds fair. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> do you want to start with the teaser trailer and this whole dragon reborn thing? Because I I don't know this. Like I am obtuse to this still in the books.
0: Yeah. So and that makes sense. Here, here's the controversy folks is so it's it's like i think it's labeled as the first minute of the show and i i th- my guess is that so they're gonna show they show the first minute of the show but probably not with the voiceover it, okay uh, yeah is my guess but the voiceover that they had was moraine saying that she's talking about her mission and she's trying to find the dragon reborn, which is, as everyone will find out, probably pretty early on, that's kind of the most important thing in the whole world, in the entire you know, wheel of time. Like, that's going to be the focus for everyone. Like, everyone knows who the dragon is. They might be afraid, might be excited, whatever. Everyone has an opinion on the dragon reborn. And so what she said, though, was we don't know who they are, if the dragon is a male or female, and everything else seemed pretty cool. I, I was excited about the rest of it, but that one line sticks out to me just because it's talking about, they, they don't know the gender of the of, of the dragon reborn, and I just hope they don't do something stupid. Like I, I'm yeah. not going to get into the whole you know, woke culture or the, you know, like, gender, whatever, right now. But what I will say is in the books, it was always very obvious that the dragon is going to be male. Right. And I won't even say who the dragon is going to be. That's that could be seen as a spoiler. But always, it's, it's not up to debate. The dragon is always male and so them saying female it it bends things to the point of I don't know what to expect from from the these Aes Sedai uh, from from any any of this like are the Aes Sedai just that ignorant did they lose that knowledge are they just saying that just to kind of add to the suspense for the new viewers who don't know anything about it because my guess is that the veterans of the community are A little bit nervous Mm -hmm. about that
1: so from my point of view i i have guessed who i think the dragon is based off you know where i am in the books um and it was always very obvious to me that that's who it would be um so i didn't really focus too much on the fact that he's male Um, but that being said, Mm -hmm. looking at it from a completely like top kind top down kind of view or whatever you want to call it, if you have, and and I actually don't know if this is related or not. So tell me if I'm wrong, but if you have the, um, the Aes Sedai who are now the only ones who can who can you know touch this power and use it because the men go crazy who who have because it's tainted doesn't it make sense that it would be a man like doesn't it make sense that it it would be a man that would take that role because obviously you have women who have been able to do it this whole time and it hasn't been any of them so wouldn't that just like be the logical deduction
0: well, so in the in the books it's just it's prophecy and it, there's right. historical precedent as well because the, there's been other dragons in the past that, that always been male and I, I guess I, honestly I think that if if the Aes Sedai could delude themselves into thinking that the the dragon might be female that there'd probably be a lot of relief in the White right. Tower because of the way they see male channelers, people who are accept, men who are channeling are just seen as dangerous. And, and you'll see that reflected as, as the dragon does show himself mm-hmm. in the book. He, he eventually does make a lot of people nervous. And there's debate about, should we just gentle him? Should we just lock him up and not, uh, maybe he's required for the last battle, but we shouldn't like just let him loose until then. Mm-hmm because they don't trust the male half of the source, which is understandable.
1: Right. I'm I'm a little bit curious if they're adding that line just to kind of create a more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a more intense kind of search for the dragon reborn in the show specifically. Like they're trying to build the suspense and build these... Yeah this dynamic and if you say it can be a male or a female it creates this like chaos because it can literally be anyone versus if you say that it's just a male um and obviously that would be very much directed at people who are watching the show who've never read
0: the books Mm -hmm. right Well, well yeah you have to think so the people who've read the books there's a lot of people who've read them but my guess is that they aren't they're not as concerned about them honestly i i think and here's here's like just the brutal truth. They don't care what I think of it really, as long as they don't, as long as I don't just loathe it to the point of just screaming at the top of my lungs that no one should watch it. But even then, that might actually be helpful for them. They they care about the people who like to watch the show. Like there's gonna end up being millions of people who watch the show as opposed to thousands of people who have read the book series. Right. So they don't, they don't necessarily care about that. And if they want to break the continuity, if there's a thing that they need, feel like they need to do to help get more views from these people who just want a good story, I don't think that they're going to really balk at that. Even if it kind of estranges the, the book fans, I, I think that there's just too much money to be made, frankly. After you see Game of Thrones and how much money it made and uh, that, that's what they want to emulate, that they'll do what they need to do. hopefully uh, i think i think that they're going to actually care about uh, about what what the veteran with the book like the the fan the the guy making the show is a fan himself so they're probably not going to stray too far but yeah like i think that it's very plausible that they're just trying to get hype and just say hey look like it could, women are powerful here, but they're. She, also the women might be the dragon too. Like we're, we're not going right. to put any emphasis. You know, we're not going to just say, oh, it's a, the dra- the most powerful and important person has to be a man. Like it, that might turn off certain segments of our society at this point. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a good point. They're, they probably are just targeting the viewers, the, the new viewers, the, the non-book Readers.
1: That's what I would think. They're just trying to hook that and then
0: because I insight. would
1: assume that they are assuming book readers will probably watch the show.
0: You have good insights.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Try.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: was there anything else in the teaser that you noticed that you wanted to touch on? Or teasers, I should say.
0: Absolutely yeah well I don't know there, there was a scene there's one with Nynaeve mm-hmm. and she's like hiding in a pool and she fights a trolloc yeah and that's that's not in the books and it doesn't need to be right really. okay but it's just an interesting it's an interesting side of Nynaeve like I I really hope that they make her a really strong fun character and I've we've talked about already how I've, I've had mixed feelings about Nynaeve
1: mm-hmm. in the
0: past. And even now, I, I tend to be more sympathetic toward her at this point in my life, but it looks to me like they're going to end up making her really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, that was definitely a scene that stood out to me, like even not knowing that that scene's not in the book. It just... It was pretty cool. Like, I thought how they shot it was pretty cool, how they showed it being shot. Um, And it definitely builds, again, like, that intensity. But it also, to me, felt a little bit out of character for her. But maybe that's because I don't know her well enough yet. So, maybe I'm wrong.
0: I I guess... So, so, like, hitting, killing a Trolloc or stabbing a Trolloc with a, a blade or whatever? Like, not, not necessarily something she does often. Right. In the, in the Like, I think it, it's fitting in her character, as I understand it, just in the sense that she'll do what she has to do. Like, she's not just going to die because she's weak. She, she's going to say, all right, the only way to survive is to take the Trolloc's weapon and kill it then that's what that's what we that that has to happen and that's what I'm going to do right so I think seeing and that that's kind of a fun contrast too of it so watching someone who is skilled at at the thing that they're really skilled at it is fun of course like seeing them seeing them just destroy you know just poe noobs or whatever it's cool <laughs> but but really giving them adversity and putting them in a situation where they're not entirely comfortable and seeing their just like that inner resolve, that fight come out and they're just fierceness, uh, just, you know, that raw, uh, like, what are they going to do? That in mm-hmm. some ways that's more fun to me to see a character just say, no, I'm not going to be contained to the one thing that everyone thinks I'm good at. I'm going to just thrive regardless.
1: Right. No, that makes sense. Um, I, think, I think it's going to be interesting either way.
0: Yeah. I think it will be. I'm I'm excited to see. I'm I'm just excited to see. Well, basically everything. <laughs> That's
1: all. <laughs> That's not, that sounds right. Um, I wanted to point out the thing that I noticed in this last mm-hmm. trailer that I had or teaser, whatever the difference is. Um,
0: teaser trailer. Teaser well, trailer. Nailed it.
1: Uh, <laughs> I. And I don't know if I noticed this because you and I have had this discussion about Rand and Egwene, but mm-hmm. they, the relationship that they portray in the teaser trailer seems much more developed, Ooh, mm-hmm. I want to say, versus what is shown in the books or what's portrayed in the books. Yes. like it ba- seems. Great
0: observation.
1: It just seems much more like your typical, oh yeah, we're you know dating, and I you know apparently love this person, and I'm gonna marry them eventually, and like they're acting that way, and they, I mean, you and I have said this, they don't act that way in the book.
0: Yeah, in the book, they're they're kind of trying to figure out what they're thinking. like they're kind of just it- intended for each other. Right, and They're trying to, like, they care for each other. They've developed feelings, but they don't know how that fits in with how they're going to interact in the future.
1: Right. So, and I, yeah, I feel like that might be a liberty that they just took for the show for the sake of, you know, not having an awkward relationship on screen. Because I know, like, if I was watching that, I'd be like, this is weird. like that, And I, it mm-hmm. would distract me from what was actually going on in the bigger picture
0: right so
1: unless this I, is a, a plot device down the road
0: <laughs> no so I think what your, your observations have actually been very on point like I, I do think so so first off they're making the characters older right like one of the teaser mm-hmm. trailers was saying they're going they're already over 18 and I, I don't think maybe they were that old when in the books but i feel like they're a little younger in the books than than they're portrayed in the trailers
1: they um reference themselves as teenagers in the books
0: right and and then in the teaser trailers were they saying like they're going to be 20 or something like that something like that yeah so like they all they all look older whether or not they are i i think that the other thing though is and I, I just don't know how, so one of the big appeals to, to Game of Thrones, for instance, is uh, frankly, like the sex, like all of the you know, right. gratuitous nudity, all, all of that stuff. And you have to think that, I don't, I don't know what Wheel of Time is going to do it in later parts of the book. There is a lot more of that stuff. It's way less explicit. It's, it's very much implied though. There's, they don't ignore Relationships they they don't they don't get as nearly as graphic as Game of Thrones does you know novel wise Mm -hmm. but it is there and people are walking around naked you know they'd openly discuss all this stuff and I I am very I've been very curious from the very start if they're going to go that direction like are they going to go Game of Thrones direction and if they do the first few books don't have a lot of that and so kind of advancing Rand's relationship with uh, Egwene would make sense in the context of that greater discussion.
1: Okay. Yeah. I can, I can follow that. So that does make sense. It was, it's just, it was just weird.
0: Right. Well, well, yeah, like they're holding hands. They, they don't really hold yeah. hands in, in the book. And I like that though. Actually I, it, it builds more for me. Cause I just think it's awkward. They, they just don't know. There's like multiple days in a row. Like there's how many people are in their group? There are like eight people in their group or something. And there's multiple days that Rand and Egwene don't even talk to each other. Right. Like they don't know what they're doing. And whereas that might be a more natural situation, especially for their ages and their, you know, their social situation, all that. that, that's not really fun to watch on screen necessarily.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree with you. And I think that's part of why they changed it.
0: I think that's a great observation though. Yeah. They, they absolutely have advanced it. And there's, there's that scene where she's like, it seems like neither of them are wearing clothes that they're not showing anything, obviously, because it's a trailer, but I think it's in the very first trailer that they released where it's like, what's going on with them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: They escalated it quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, or maybe this is just one of those weird prophecy dreams. You never know. But true. <laughs> one of them might be by Alzamon. We don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, yeah, that was what I noticed. I don't know if you noticed anything else, but. Oh
0: yeah. I, I mean, I I noticed I, quite a bit. But... I, I know.
1: I know you've noticed quite a bit. If there was anything, <laughs> you know. Uh, extreme or pertinent that you wanted to point out?
0: Not, not really. It's they've done a good job of hyping things. They're releasing stuff on Twitter all the time. They're releasing mm-hmm. stuff. I'm sure that I've missed a few things here and there. I keep trying to do searches, and there's just too many things released now. It's just all crowding my feed, and and that's fine. It's just it's difficult. Like for instance, the there's there's the Amazon Prime website and then there's the amazon prime uk and they release different things
1: yeah yeah even um i think one of the videos you sent me was like from amazon prime i want to say it was like australia oh weird it was it wasn't uk and it wasn't like the regular amazon prime it was another another one so they're all over the place
0: mm-hmm Yeah, so it's it's tough to find it. I know that there's some YouTubers who are finding things. I know that there was one YouTuber who actually was clicking through. He said he spent multiple hours, look, going through like a a certain Amazon site to Mm -hmm. find ads, and eventually he was able to find two new ads about Wheel of like just 15 second ads about Wheel of Time, and then he showed he did like the video on that and. It wasn't that interesting. Those ads. I was like, well, uh, I feel like uh, I feel bad for you for spending all those hours, but uh, like <laughs> the the fact that there's just like some footage that we haven't seen yet, and he was willing to spend some time. I mean, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. So one one thing, actually, the, the last thing that I probably want to point out there's there's just a little bit of there's one part that talks a little bit uh, it shows what happened back when rand was like born kind of
1: mm-hmm.
0: like they they reference this it when tam was having his fever dream when you know he found a baby uh, just alone or whatever with with a dead mom or something and so you know tam takes the baby home and that's that's what tam alleges at least that, that's what he says in the fever dream mm-hmm. and so he's referencing the Aiel War, though. The, the Blood Snow is what they call it. And uh, where, where the Aiel have come across the Dragon Wall and they're, they're just taking it to people. And you know we'll talk more about that conflict in a while. But it, uh, the, the trailers show just a, a, a tiny bit, just this little second or two of the Aiel fighting uh, you know, someone, fighting people and we don't know who they are and everyone's got their theories even with like two seconds worth and barely any clear footage but (laughs) it's it's fun it's really cool to see like i i'm a huge fan of the IEL. i mean you you have to have picked that up by now the fact that i kind of pushed all of the IEL stuff for for this podcast
1: yeah um Um, i'm i'm excited to see them turn those like fever dreams and prophecies and even just like rand's dreams and like all that kind of stuff i'm excited to see that develop
0: yeah Uh, yeah it's his his history is actually very interesting The a lot of this stuff does come it comes later but not too much later actually you'll you'll find out in the next couple books (laughs) you'll see you'll see he said condescendingly
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting there we're getting there (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just fun to see like there, there are certain things that they're going to have to change and do everything. I mean, they can't exclude the IEL. So I'm, I'm excited to, it's fun to see their costumes, fun to see them using spears and all of that stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a good time.
1: Yeah. All right. Yay. Yay. Okay. So if that's it, do you want to get into the book?
0: Yeah, why don't we talk about the book a little bit? The Um, book. Yeah. So spoilers, folks. Uh, I mean, up to the point of what? What chapter will will we kind of end on? See,
1: let me look at my notes.
0: So this will be Eye of the World, which is book one.
1: Yeah. Okay. So they so we're going to start chapter 19 i think that's where we're going to start chapter 18 a little bit but real that's like the camelin road bit chapter 19 is Shadow logis um and then how far do you want to go
0: uh well as like, far as we have time for okay <laughs> i know that was helpful
1: no that, that wasn't very helpful adam but uh... oh, i
0: just said i know that it was so <laughs>
1: I appreciate you trying. (laughs) Um, Your
0: your input is valuable to us. (laughs) We appreciate
1: you so much.
0: We appreciate your inputs. Please stay on the line.
1: Okay, so chapter 19 is pretty much all of Shadar Loga. And then chapter 20 is them leaving the city. So we could potentially go let's say chapter 22 to be safe we might not get that far but let's just yeah. say that to be safe okay we're good with that okay so yeah. spo- spoiler not really yeah. i mean
0: maybe it's a spoiler so leading up to this mm-hmm. they're they were in Barry lawn moraine does a crazy trick where she grows to be bigger than yeah every, anything in the world or something she, she's like an enormous giant who steps over the wall and and then the race is on they've got to get out of there because trollocs are on hot on their heels yeah
1: so they're they're running all through Cayman road which is exactly where we were saying i was saying moraine uses her staff she slams it into the ground
0: mm-hmm. uh, all this so, fun stuff yeah, so this this part was really cool. Like the the first part with uh, like we we have Lan who who gets into it with like they they just keep getting there's more and more drums and different tribes you mm-hmm. know and and so so Lan and Moraine are like all right we have to fight our way through at least one of these so so Lan get, like goes one on like everyone charges the Emmons fielders are all yelling Manetherin! Tyshar Manetherin! and and matt's just like spewing his old tongue madness and no one knows what the hell they're doing and it meanwhile Lan is just going one-on-one with a murder who at this point they've presented murder as like the pinnacle Uh, like they move like vipers they're they're incredibly scary and Lan's just like you know what let's go let's go (laughs) bud like
1: he's got it under control
0: yeah like Mm -hmm. in the land of the eyeless like the two-eyed person is king. I don't know. That's a pretty dumb joke, but um, <laughs> like they are—they're called the eyeless—is what I'm trying to get at. So you know, because they don't have eyes, and yeah. yeah. So he, yeah, really bad joke. I realize. <laughs> move along. <laughs> just, just let it die. Move along. Move along. <laughs> uh, just want to bask in the awkwardness of it for a minute. Okay, okay. I'm good. So, so he. It, it, I just, I love that part where they're all going to town on, on all the, on all the Trollocs. And the Trollocs are actually, they're trying to keep the boys alive. Like they're trying to just like hook them off of their horses and stuff. Yeah. Which, which I appreciated because otherwise I don't, I don't see how the Emmons fielders come out alive, like all of them. In
1: this right. Fight. And, and, I mean, it, it ties into everything that's been happening so far, where they they want the boys,
0: right? Like, right. Well, so. yeah, yeah. It, it makes it makes sense. And then Lan cuts the head off of one of the uh, off of the yeah. merdral, and and all of the trollocs just like collapse because they're all linked to the merdral. Yeah, which it is, seems like seems like a really weak link, actually.
1: <laughs> it does. It does. Now that you. Like think about it, because realistically, why wouldn't you go after the Merdral then?
0: Right. Well. Right. And and they the kind of address like eventually they they like the Trolloc stop being linked to Merdral mm-hmm. uh, all the, every time because otherwise like there's there's scenes where there's more Merdral and, and I I can just like use the channel use the. Use the force <laughs> 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 to just to just rip Merdrel's heads off and stuff. Like they, they can do that, and so mm-hmm. it's impractical. That you're like, oh, just just kill like ten Merdrel and you kill a thousand Trollocs. Like I guess we'll do that. So eventually, like that stops being a thing. But right. for this time, it, it was a cool thing. Like thank God that happened. Like it's one of the only reasons it, it was possible mm-hmm. for them to survive that. But but then they're, they're surrounded anyways. Right. Like there's more.
1: And so the, the part that here was pretty interesting. I I, I don't maybe interesting. is the wrong word. It was just nice. How it was portrayed was Lan and Moraine having this conversation afterwards of where to go. And it was very obvious that they were disagreeing with each other and um, you know, they have to, find shelter somewhere and get away from the Trollocs and all of these, all the spade that's that's chasing them. Um which is so cool. And like looking back at it, that probably should have been like the beacon warning me that danger was coming. Um but it wasn't. So huh. yeah, then we we head into Shadar Logoth.
0: Yeah, uh, to what was it? Moraine's protests or Lan's? Which, which it was. Ones?
1: It was Moraine's protests.
0: Yeah, and land is like I don't. I don't want to do this either.
1: Yeah, but, but
0: we gotta go. I, I think uh, you point a, a really cool thing. I I have always really enjoyed land and Moraine's like kind of business relationship of. Mm-hmm whereas it's Aes Sedai and Warder and Aes Sedai are just kind of implied as the more powerful like the dominant one Mm -hmm. like Moraine would be so foolish not to use all of Lan's ability to the utmost like he's a very capable person in his own right Mm -hmm. and it's it's fun to see their dynamic
1: yeah and like in in this specific scenario she doesn't want to do it she thinks it's a bad idea she's protesting it and yet we do it anyway. Like she, she's not putting her foot down and calling the shots. Cause she's the eyes at eyes. She's listening to them. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which I mean, that if, if you're used to just always being right kind of thing and mm-hmm. you hold the power, like it, it shows a mark of personal strength to be able to just like deny self and, and listen to someone else. Right. Especially when your life is on the line.
1: Yeah, take that feedback and then do the best course. So.
0: Right, which it's it's not entirely clear that it is the best course, though. So that they go in and immediately they're like, okay, so we're kind of safe here. Maybe it's this big (laughs) empty city, and, and everyone's gawking. You know the the. All the Emmons fielders, I think it's you know, they're like, geez, we're they're, they're all like immediately embarrassed that they think Bear Lawn is actually a, a big town,
1: right? Yeah, and, and they're just it, it was you're right, pretty clear that they weren't totally safe because I mean, they did say that the Trollocs wouldn't enter the city, um, until I believe nightfall, maybe if, I, if I'm remembering correctly.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they. They were thought that they actually said they didn't think that the Trollocs would enter at all. Mm-hmm. Because because of the past. And so so of course the M and Fielder boys are just like, let's go explore. Right? Let's go, let's go do dumb things. Yeah. What were <laughs> what were your thoughts? Like they're just like venturing out, obviously kind of just ignoring Moraine. They kind of justify it in their mind. They're like, Oh, she didn't, she said it was safe. Like, we can go, even mm-hmm. though they all kind of know that they're, they don't want to. Yeah. I think that they're just trying to push away. Like Moraine's dominated them for so long. They just mm-hmm. want a little bit of self-control. They want to assert a little control.
1: I feel like if you had just been in the situation where they were in and you were, you had, you know, these Trollocs chasing you and you're literally running for your life, you would not want to go and explore and do anything. I feel like you would need a breather you know just just take a minute relax gather your thoughts try and you know discombobulate yourself and and go on um but i think it's in part that they thought they were in a safe spot and the trollocs weren't going to come in so you can go and explore and then also like this is not what you do like I feel like that's just what you do in general. You just go and explore and do dumb things as a teenager, and you don't listen. Um, and that is definitely what happened. And I didn't really like pick up on the fact that they were doing this as a bad thing. Like I was reading, I'm like, yeah, you would go explore. That's what I would do. I would go look around. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, if you know that there's not there's not going to be any any mergeral or anything mm-hmm. i don't know uh, you, we because we have the luxury of reading it and seeing it from an outside perspective i i think i mean if i had if i could like read everything leading up to it and then make a decision on if i was going to go exploring my guess is that i would just stay put i would just try to get some sleep or something right but Which
1: they did not do
0: yeah it's more exciting if they go out there i mean i'm yeah i'm i'm personally glad that they went out and explored
1: <laughs> i mean it makes for an interesting story um
0: but actually this, the, oh go ahead
1: i was gonna say this when they went out and explored um lead, and but we'll get into it a little bit later on but this led to a part where i the very first part when i was listening to the book that i audibly gasped and said oh no so I'm also happy they went out and explored because clearly I was really into it
0: so what did you gasp and oh no about
1: uh when they met mm. Mm.
0: Hmm. but they don't know that he's Mordith.
1: no but he's introduced himself And he introduces himself as Mordeth eventually.
0: Oh, does he? He 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 calls himself Mordeth. Okay.
1: He does because I remember gasping at this and also saying, oh no, because his name is literally More Death. Like, (laughs) yeah, let's follow this guy whose name is More Death into a dark room or like, like, where no one knows where we are what are you even thinking
0: yeah uh, it doesn't seem wise
1: no it doesn't seem wise at all so so he doesn't introduce himself right away um but when he did that was when i was like oh no this is not gonna be good
0: yeah it's it's pretty scary actually and (gasps) Yeah. So, so he's like, Hey, I'm a treasure hunter and I need help carrying out all this treasure. And Mm -hmm. the thing that I was thinking was uh, because you don't know exactly, you don't know about him. You don't know for sure what, what he is, who he is. And my thought was, so why, How is there still treasure in this place? If it's as easy as just walking in and grabbing some treasure, why haven't some people ventured in like it's been thousands of years since its decline like why is there still treasure here right that that was that was my skeptical thinking of what why are these boys why are they just trusting this guy that they're they're gonna like go down to this really dark gloomy place uh it it's like it's like the a horror movie where you're like why would you go upstairs why don't you call (laughs) someone why don't you any number of wise things and they're just like to do to do like just gonna just gonna follow more more death right all around
1: right and and it's funny that you point that out too because he even tells them like that whatever he can't take they can take with him because by the time he comes back it'll be gone so it's kind of like well then why isn't it gone already yeah because he makes it sound like he comes there multiple times if he's coming there multiple times, then you wouldn't just give that away. It's true. I don't know.
0: No, you're right. You're right. Like, he, yeah, he's going to come back and get more treasure. Like, why Why would he? So obviously he's a sketchy character. And the mm-hmm. boys, I think that he goes out of his way. Robert Jordan goes out of his way to make sure everyone understands just how incredibly naive all of these kids yeah. isolated from the two rivers ju- just how isolated and how just how naive and foolish they are
1: yeah it was very uh eye-opening and also just frustrating for me like as as a listener slash reader it was just a frustrating experience all around it was great it was don't get me wrong I loved it but I was so frustrated so well
0: yeah, yeah. and you just wonder like what's gonna happen here and I, I will I, I'll say this this, this is the start of one of the most... I don't know, there's, there's a very strange arc that, that arises from this mm-hmm. over the course of the entire series. I can't I, I won't say more, uh, but like it, it's all the way till the very end that I, I have I am just very curious to see if they choose to pursue that arc because in a lot of ways it feels like they wouldn't need to and that uh, people who have read the book series before probably understand what I'm talking about uh, just in terms of Mordeth and what transpires long term in the series Mm -hmm. it's um I don't I don't really know if it's necessary maybe it is I'm going through the series again and I'm really paying special attention to that but for right now, this is the start of a really super long arc that's kind of paid attention to sporadically throughout the series. And yeah, the, the end result though here is Matt gets a dagger. Like the Mordeth gets yeah. scared off, and Matt is like, Hey, I got this, I got this dagger. I guess Matt, you do find you don't find out about it until a little bit though.
1: Matt is fixated on the fact that there's treasure here. Like he, well, not even, even when Mordeth, you know, when Rand is like, Hey, you don't have a shadow. Like that's when they realize something weird Mm, is going on. And Mordeth does, which I thought this was also very interesting. He he makes himself so big. He's like as big as the room and like, you know, um, kind of like crouching in on them and, and cowering over them and what taking up all of the space. I thought that was interesting because moraine just went really big super super big and just walked on over the wall the city walls from Berlin. um so i thought that was a little fun
0: link a little
1: little interesting thing um but yeah and he's just like just absolutely enlarges himself and then all of a sudden shrinks again and is cowering in a corner and disappears through the wall shrieking to them that they're they're all dead like you're all dead um and even at that point matt is still fixated on the fact that there is treasure and the the boys are like we gotta go we gotta go we gotta get out of here and he's like they have to literally drag him away from the treasure he's so fixated on this and he he takes that dagger so I guess I shouldn't have been surprised when I found out he had it because he was so fixated.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, it's not, it's not necessarily that surprising, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I I have to think, I don't know. We, we, we watch, we watch the, these characters, uh, you know, do, do all these things and, this is kind of in keeping with Matt in a lot of ways, like Matt, Matt is just fixated on the treasure and he doesn't want to do like, he's just like this trickster is Mm -hmm. what I always think of with Matt is, you know, like he just wants to do his own thing and just, you know, he's got to set up that way in the rest of the book. Uh, Like even, even at the very start, like he's, he's a prankster. He's going to go have the badger chase whip the girls on the green or whatever and so now he's he's taking on this like kind of greedy cast as well which is a little bit off-putting to be honest
1: yeah it was it was um yeah so it, it it i mean it's weird for me because you don't really see a lot of matt before this like he's there obviously and but he's more in the background at least for me he felt more in the background and and this scene he really stole it like i was i was paying attention to what matt was doing mm. um he just really jumped up there so yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, well and so so he grabs that dagger and they they mention it actually that he's got he grabs something or good like but but you don't necessarily notice it you kind of forget about it and mm-hmm. And so they're they're running away and like right when they get back is when they discover like so Moraine's like WTF, like why why would you do this? <laughs> she, she gives them a firm a solid scolding slap mm-hmm. on the wrist. Like, don't 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 pull this crap. And and then what Trollocs start co- coming in? What 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 happens? There's a catalyst that, that occurs
1: Yeah. So she they do talk about them meeting Mordith first um, and she does explain to them like what would have happened if they had helped them which is if I'm if I'm understanding it correctly and remembering it correctly she basically was saying he would have led them to the edge of the city because he most likely would have said his horse and cart were outside the city walls which he can't leave um, mm. and once once they got there he would have um it it almost sounded like i I might be misunderstanding this so please correct me it 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 almost sounded like he would possess the body of the person and they would be now like their soul quote unquote would be now stuck in the city and he would get to walk out of the city um, and just like go out into the world and wreak havoc everywhere um am i understanding that correctly
0: so I, I don't know that, I think that, and I could be wrong here. My, my understanding was that their soul, that they're themselves, they would just be dead. Like they'd just be gone. He would just possess their body and they'd, they'd have nowhere to go and they'd be dead. Right. Okay. That, that, that could be wrong, of course. But that's, that's kind of the, the vibe that I got from it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, well, so Maureen gives them this like, quote unquote, scolding, which really wasn't a scolding. Um, and she seems satisfied to know that they have all somewhat told her the truth that they did not take anything or do anything for him. And then the troll, the Trollocs show up and, and they're all shocked that they have come into the city and they just start literally just running through, through all of the city, uh, alleyways and everything. And, and that's, how the group ends up getting separated
0: yeah Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah that's basically Mm -hmm. basically what happens
1: it's um oh i'm blanking on the name there's like that mist that comes in to the city
0: oh yeah let's see
1: i'm blanking Mm. on the name i might have wrote wrote it down actually um because moraine that's the one because she talks to them about it
0: Well is it Mashadar or is it that sounds right? Well, because it later in their ways they they also encounter something that's something like that. There's there's the black wind and there's the um
1: no, it is mashadar. She says it's the evil of Shadar Loga. That's right. And that if they touch it, so if they go into this mist or the mist catches up with them, they'll die. Okay so they are now running they're all running trying to get away from this mist but also trying to get away from the trollocs
0: nice oh yeah so so this is the first really frantic part so yeah Mm -hmm. we have the we have the mashadar we they have the trollocs and the emmons fielders are all panicked because moraine and lan aren't available to like assist in in any way because they get separated through mashadar
1: right and she basically tells them to just follow a star in the sky like just follow that star and it will take them to um whichever city it was that they were going to next uh and and then her and her and land disappear (laughs) they're gone and and they're all frantic and i mean I feel like I would be frantic, too, if you have these two people who are kind of like your guardians, quote unquote, just leave you mm-hmm. to fend for yourself and be like, don't touch the mist, you'll die. Yeah. Run.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, th- I think that this this is one of the most intense parts, especially because uh, they're finally put in a position. It, it's I mean, it's almost it's almost too too contrived in in some ways but this is the first time that our heroes are put in a position where they have to face this evil without their their guardians right kind of like they have to problem solve on their own and they don't really come out that well like they they, (laughs) like they Rand, rand is like okay i guess i'll do this and everyone's like I guess we'll just follow him because we don't have any other good ideas and Rand doesn't necessarily make great decisions and Mm -hmm. uh, you know but they're all sticking behind him which they probably should and eventually it leads to the whole group just fragmenting just
1: yeah yeah so now you have it it eventually leads to Rand Matt and Tom Mm -hmm. breaking off yeah um Perrin and Egwene, yep, and then Eve's off on on her own, yeah. So, and then they,
0: Moraine and Lynn yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So they've all split,
0: right? Which is exciting in a lot of ways because, so you know, they they go through all their heroics and their their trials and <coughs> excuse me, uh, they go through all of this stuff and. Uh, you know it's a period of growth for all of them to some degree or other but the thing that was most exciting to me was we finally got another perspective because through this entire Mm -hmm. time all the way to this point it's all been a focus on Rand what's Rand doing what's he thinking what's what's his what are his priorities Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: now we get to see what we get to see what other characters are doing what yeah yeah you know, so we get to see what Perrin does, and actually, the audiobook took me for surprise because it's always jarring because it, this is several hours in, like oh, well over ten hours in, I think, and mm-hmm. and you you hear a female narrator because yeah. all the females are narrated by the female narrator, and so it's like, whoa, what? Like that? It's just jarring. It's not that she's bad or anything. It's just
1: it was jarring. I remember being like, oh, okay. And then, and then I remember going back to the male narrator and I was like, that's it. We're going back. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. So, so it's kind of fun cause, though. Cause I think it's um, naive that gives us the first, first yes. female point of view um, once they're separated.
0: So. Right. And that's something we're going to actually track folks is how, uh, I, w- I just want to see how many point of view characters there are. There's probably someone else who's tracking that, but that's something I'm very interested in
1: mm-hmm. and
0: seeing how it expands throughout the series.
1: Yep. Yeah. So I have to add her to the list before I forget.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. She's because she's she's coming up. So I don't know. I, I feel like so that they escape Shatter Logoth and mm-hmm. they're in disarray. They're, they're not. They don't know where they're supposed to go matt and rand get on a ship with tom yeah uh, Perrin and gwen make their way across a river who knows what Lan and moraine are doing and yeah that, like that's that's basically where they leave us yeah they're just all and, separated and maybe that's where we should leave everyone yeah maybe that's the the natural conclusion natural. of today
1: and, and then we can get into their little little side story. Or I don't want to call them side stories. I think they're pretty important, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, we could talk about the the fragmentation of the party next time.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I would love to know who you think the most annoying character is here. I have a most annoying character as well.
0: <laughs> um, so i think the most annoying character is actually matt he's the most annoying in this Uh, segment
1: he is i agree with you the most annoying i was i was ready to scream at him
0: (laughs) yeah me too like what what are you doing dude like you just survived this crazy fight against these trollocs and you just want to go explore and like basically ignore what moraine has told you all the warnings just in when you're out the next
1: i i got frustrated with him when he wouldn't leave after mortiff like had his life you know i'm big i'm small whatever screaming about them being dead all the all the lights start going out it's mm-hmm. super creepy and he will like they have to drag him out of there and i was like you idiot <laughs> yeah. like let's go get get on your leg like get on your feet and start running like move it um I was so frustrated. I was, I was so frustrated listening to him. So.
0: Yeah. I, I, Matt, Matt becomes one of my favorite characters, but he becomes one of my favorite characters. He doesn't start as one of my favorite characters.
1: Right. Which I find intriguing because I'm already like this guy, dude, get your, get your life together. My dude.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What would you say you do here? Yeah. is it is is super frustrating to, to experience. I, I totally, I totally get that. I just, um, you know, uh, and, and yeah, he's, he's frustrating for me as well, actually, just, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't want to have to deal with him, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's certain, there's certain points of like, I guess I could understand some of like, He's got, he's got the stories in his head, right? Like he's he's thinking of in terms of like all the books that they've seen and, or you know, that they've read and stuff in the past and thinking like, oh, we could, I could be a hero. I could, you know, we can, I'm gonna come back to, to my hometown, at, at, you know, as rich and successful and everyone's gonna, you know, take me seriously finally. And uh, not that that actually happens, but, <laughs> you know, or, or maybe it does. But I guess I guess all I'm saying is I can understand a little bit of you know why he would do some of that, but it still does it doesn't like endear him to me exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. I I agree with you. I can I can follow it. It's still frustrating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's he annoying. He's the most annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 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 far, who who are who was our first choices for most annoying character? Narg. No. You don't get Narg.
1: <laughs> I think I said Sambui the first time because you didn't let me say Narg.
0: Oh yeah, Sambui is a terrible choice too. But <laughs>
1: well, it was Narg. You just didn't let me have it.
0: Narg wasn't annoying. He's intriguing. He's but... annoying. Oh my gosh. So, a- anyways, we've we've got, and I don't even remember who I said. So it's not like I'm so that much superior I to you. But
1: I feel like you said Egwene. Oh,
0: so I said he going two times in a row. Probably, she <laughs> probably sounds about right. <laughs>
1: she probably double check that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, yeah. She's not. She doesn't endear herself to me either. But <laughs> yeah, so uh, we should we should track that though. We should see how many characters uh, like what the final tally is of. Okay. Who who's the overall most annoying character in each book?
1: Okay, we can track this.
0: Feel like that would be good Nar- narg is not just spoiler alert guys narg is not really in contention for this <laughs> <laughs> i feel so attacked
1: uh yeah so <laughs> i think that's it i think that's all we have
0: okay well uh, it's been fun um yeah i'm super excited for the movie or the the show whatever it the is show
1: you keep calling it a movie.
0: I don't know why. I know it's a show. I'd prefer it to be a show. In fact, I don't want it to be a movie. So it's fine. I feel so attacked. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't feel like you are sorry, but that that's another matter. So anyways, we, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's time to to close it out and well, let me, let me look at the calendar. So let's see man it's next week that it's released
1: yeah like a week and a couple of days
0: yeah man that is exciting i don't know i i might have to stay up and just watch it when it's released
1: do we know if they're releasing it at like midnight eastern or midnight Hmm. pacific time
0: i'm sure someone knows i personally do not I mean I Maybe. think that the the kind of standard thing is to release it at midnight on the you west. Know, west coast or east coast yeah some one of those mm-hmm. probably well, west coast sad yeah that'll be late for you yeah but it's fine it's we'll fine. figure it out all right so guys thanks for hanging out with us it's been fun it's hopefully these and fielders get the hay out of their hair and actually start learning something because them bumpkining it up as much as they are is can be a little frustrating not and, cool yeah like just get with the program guys uh but i guess we'll see what that happens next time probably not <laughs> and oh. yeah See you next week.
1: All right. That's it. We'll see you next week. May you always find water and shade.